0: early one Sunday morning, I was on I-95 South, headed to co-lead a worship service at the UU Church in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. It was one of those cool fall mornings when the sun is shining through the thin early morning clouds. And as I drove down the turnpike, I saw A big flashing warning sign. You know, the kind that's put up to warn you of construction or to tell you not to text when you're driving. But this one stated something I had never seen before. It informed me, deceased animal in the roadway at mile 14. I began to mentally prepare for this, right? What kind of animal could it be? Maybe it was a deer or maybe even a moose. I was sad about the loss of the creature's life and also aware of the danger that it posed. I paid close attention as the mile markers went by. 18, 17, 16, At mile 15 my senses started to heighten. I started to scan the horizon back and forth for some kind of activity, anticipating a blocked lane with a crew moving an animal, but there was nothing ahead. I started to doubt myself. Had I read the sign right? Maybe I misread it. Maybe I was mistaken. Maybe I needed to start drinking caffeinated coffee in the morning. And then at about mile 13.8, I saw it. And in an incredibly irreverent moment, I began to laugh. The deceased animal in the middle of Interstate 95, the one that I had anticipated, was a squirrel. Now, I do not mean to diminish the tragedy of the impact of vehicular traffic on the creatures in our environment. It was just that this was clearly not the animal that the sign had warned me about. I'm left to guess that maybe a larger animal had already been moved out of the roadway before I got got there and they hadn't taken the sign down. But when I saw that sign, I made an assumption. And over the next four or so miles, I had constructed this entire story about what I was going to see. I was coaching myself on how I was going to deal with it. I was ready to slow myself down and possibly move over and maybe even feel some distress about the accident because I had seen the sign and I was ready to respond. So, no, I wasn't laughing at the squirrel in the road i was laughing at myself you know signs can play an important role for people we look for literal or symbolic indications or even hints to help us understand our lives to give us direction to give us hope in our darkest moments we want to find some sort of explanation or give us some broader sense of understanding about what this life is all about. We long to know if we are on the right or the wrong path. We live by signs to let us know if we're heading in the positive direction, like a good grade in school or a promotion or a raise at work or a friend who calls you up just out of the blue to say hi and lets you know that you matter. We look for signs when we're trying to make decisions about the next steps in our life. Maybe you've said it or heard it, someone else say it. Ah, it's a sign. It's a sign when something coincidental happens or a whole day goes really well or really bad. Sometimes we think, It's a sign, and though it doesn't tell the whole story, a sign may be just that little nudge that we need, that reassurance that we crave. It can allow us to keep going or to check ourselves, to recalculate and head in a totally different direction. Now, in a sermon by W. Frank Allen, he talks about how we live by signs even more when we're in times of despair or difficulty, in times when life seems to be offering up defeat or victory. We look for signs that reveal what's really possible and what we're capable of as people and as a community. All of this has me wondering, what is this all about? What is it that causes us, that causes myself included, to look to things like some of the methods that were talked about earlier for reassurance? This desire to know is as old as we know. It's found in many ancient texts and stories Frankly, a search found that there were 96 references to sign in the Bible and 101 occurrences in the Quran. Countless therapy sessions, millions of hours in study and prayer, oh, so many long walks, all focused on trying to satiate our need to know. And we, as Unitarian Universalists, are not immune to this search. We can find it, in fact, in our fourth principle, the free and responsible search for truth and meaning. Or we can list some of those places that we look for our signs in our six sources, don't we? This desire to know this search can make us vulnerable. We've all heard of people who convince hundreds, even thousands, that they are a prophet of God because of the signs they are supposedly are able to perform or witnessed. Well-meaning people flock to them because they seem to seek that sign. Occasionally, humans step in to offer a sign. A few years ago, a well-known Minnesota Conservative politician announced that they would consider running for the U.S. Senate, quote, if God gives me the sign. Well, the thelordabove.com, also known as God on Facebook, provided an answer for this politician. The satirist raised over $7,000 and took out a billboard in the politician's home state. The sign read, Midwestern conservative politician name, capital N, capital O, period, signed God. Now, apparently the particular politician did not respond to this sign. Sometimes people send us signs that are intended to be helpful. Other times it's really about their own agenda. Sometimes we correctly interpret them, and sometimes we don't. And one of the dangers of looking so hard for a sign is that while we are searching for the sign, we might end up missing the actual truth that is right in front of us. Hearing a voice when we're alone or seeing something that nobody else can see is actually pretty common. Tanya Marie Lurman, a professor at Stanford University in California, does anthropological and psychological research. And she reports that at least one in 10 people will say that they've had such an experience if you ask them bluntly. Science may not be able to tell us where these voices come from, but it can tell us that many of these events are normal part of the fabric of human perception, and history tells us that those experiences enable people to choose paths that they should choose, but for various reasons they had hesitated to make that choice. So how can we know? How can we make sure that what we are seeing and interpreting is the sign, is actually correct? That we're not looking for the proverbial moose and finding a squirrel in the road. The Huffington Post blog by Stephanie Zamora, she talks about how our mind can interfere with our interpretations of our feelings when it comes to seeing and understanding the signs that we are given. The mind can easily argue, she says, sway and support each option or direction without Problems. It's logical, it's rational, and can weigh the pros and cons like a champ, but it can't feel what's right for you. When you let your mind do the sign reading, suddenly you may be even more overwhelmed by the possibilities and the potential signs. Stephanie encourages us to engage in the age old practice of meditation as a way to determine what our next steps should be. She believes that we are better to look for those signs that come from within rather than external cues. And she has a four-step process that includes being clear on what you need guidance for, asking specific questions rather than a generalized request, releasing that request, sending it off and that the truth will then be able to be heard. Engaging in the present, using your intuition that lives in your body. And if you want to know the answers and be able to receive, the, receive them, you need to be engaged in it, not just engaged in your mind. And finally, stay open and receptive. If you have to think about whether or not it's a sign, it's probably not. If something is said or comes on your radar that sparks a physical reaction, a clear sense of truth, you have your answer. Listen to that. Now, these signs may be literal or symbolic or indications or just kind of little hints, They may come from your understanding of a higher spiritual being, from internal knowing self or from intuition. This desire to understand has been around for as long as we have been able to document our existence. And what matters most is not if they are true or rational, if they happen or they don't. What matters is that they help us understand our lives, to give us direction and give us hope in our darkest moments. How we choose to use these signs is completely up to us. Blessed be and amen.